0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday. It is August 9th. Hope your week's been going well so far. Uh, Yesterday was, uh, you know, kind of a a, a down day yesterday. But today, it looks like maybe we could bounce back up. It's been a really seesaw week for sure. Uh, Join us here. Stay with us as we get ready to talk to Dave here in just a second. Uh, Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there are a lot of things out there that you and I, we, we cannot control. However, You have an opportunity to take control of your retirement assets uh, by knowing how much risk you have in your portfolio and knowing how much risk you should have in your portfolio based on how long you have until you get ready to retire. Give us a call because that's exactly why I developed the Core Retirement Design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, got Dave coming up next. Leaving you full.
1: 105.7 105.7 Light FM. Woo, that's Adele there. I am Morning Dave. I'm glad you're here. We're at 840 now. It's 20 before 9. Let's check in on money and see what Wall Street's doing this morning. It looks a little bit calmer today than it did yesterday. Let's see if it really is that way. Check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the phone this morning. Philip? good morning. How are you?
0: Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. It is halfway through the week, yeah. Yesterday, not such a great day on Wall Street, but man, it has been a seesaw uh, time in the marketplace with ups and downs, it seems like, every other day.
1: Oh, yeah, the VIX is looking considerably more normal right now for what we got used to. Yesterday, the Dow fell 159, S&P was down by 19, NASDAQ fell 110 points, that was uh, over three-quarters of a percent, and the Russell 2000 went down by a little over half a percent. It was a real red day on Wall Street, and a lot of it, our read on it was... Much as anything, it was just kind of a panic when uh, Moody's downgraded all of those uh, big bank stocks. And, uh, yeah, it it probably wouldn't have been half as severe if we didn't have a case of the touchies after all of those regional banks got in trouble a few months ago, right?
0: Well, that's very well could be. Let's face it, Dave. When you look at the ending numbers for the close yesterday, they really, compared to what the interday was, not too bad because the Dow was down over 400 points at one point uh, yesterday.
1: Yeah, we definitely had a herky jerky day yesterday. It looked, kind of looked like a, a cereal bowl yesterday on the uh, on the uh, charts. We were we started out way down, dipped a little bit more, and then finally recovered to the point where it was a dignified loss at the end of the day. But still, it was a loss.
0: Absolutely. Yep, you're right.
1: Well, then we come up with this morning, and I, you and I were giggling about this, too. Wells Fargo isn't the only one, but they're kind of the poster child for uh, banks that screw up. Wall Street firms and banks got fined $549 million yesterday because Wells Fargo and a bunch of other Wall Street firms got caught using things like WhatsApp, Signal, and a bunch of social networking thing off bankers' individual personal cell phones. To communicate with customers, that's a big no-no according to record-keeping rules on Wall Street, and that means they ended up getting fined again. Poor Wells Fargo—they just can't seem to keep their nose clean to save their necks, can they?
0: It does. It sure doesn't seem like it. I mean, uh, it's like they got a target, I guess, maybe on their back somewhere.
1: And, and okay, fine. I mean, I. I don't have enough going on really to make my you know make my banker want to WhatsApp me and uh, send me a note saying something. But yeah, it, it always struck me as kind of backdoor. I mean, you know, but it, all the paranoia we have about insider trading and the like, everything needs to be kept above the board. I can't say my broker has ever texted me anything except a reminder when I've got an appointment with her. But uh, still, it, it seems like relatively small potatoes. But uh, five hundred and forty-nine million dollars of the fines—that uh, kind of makes the potatoes a little bit more mashed, doesn't it?
0: Oh man, I tell you, that's a—that's uh, at least you know. Hey, they—they they, they can always write that check, right? I mean, they're—they—they they got all the money in the bank, right? <laughs>
1: Somebody else. <is laughs> Uh, Talking about somebody else's money, we got a consumer credit reading yesterday after you and I were off the air, and it's kind of a benchmark all of a sudden. Consumer credit card balances topped $1 trillion last month, up $45 billion, or about 4.6%. We're just burning plastic like it's going out of style.
0: That's kind of what you and I have been talking about, right? That's what's keeping the retail numbers going. That's what's keeping everybody um, being able to spend what they're spending with inflation the way it is. And so, uh, but at some point, that's going to come home to roost and and it's going to be painful.
1: Oh, yeah. Overall household debt now, this includes all the the car loans, uh, home loans and the like. It's spiked by $2.9 trillion dollars since the end of 2019, right before the pandemic hit, the only thing that has any level whatsoever of reassurance that that's not Almost an Armageddon level number was that M2 money supply chart that I was sharing yesterday. That we actually have more in our deposit savings and checking accounts and uh, relatively liquid accounts in the banks than we would be normally projected to have as well. Thank you to the government for all those uh, cough up uh, stimulus checks that we got. A lot of them went into savings, but we aren't spending them, which I think is probably. Probably the most telling consumer confidence number you can do. We're still saving, but we're borrowing the snot out of our credit cards.
0: Yeah, that doesn't quite make sense, does it? But it's the difference between the people that have and the people that don't.
1: Uh, Yeah, it makes a difference. On the data dump this morning, about the only thing that came out this morning was the uh, mortgage applications count. Last week, they were off by another 3.1% kind of reflected by the fact that the average 30-year fixed mortgage price in the country right now 7.09% sitting there saying okay I refinanced at 2.9 about a year and a half two years ago and I'm starting to feel like a rocket scientist right now
0: yeah and that's a pretty huge jump i mean and that's for somebody you know that that has probably decent credit um That's applied for that loan. I mean, the FHA loan rate is 7.02%. And that's the folks that are first time home buyers or lower income people. They don't have to put down as big a down payment. Um, that's the highest since 2002 as far Damn, as FHA research. loan value.
1: Yeah, you start doing the math at seven-odd percent numbers on finance with the increased price in housing. I, I can feel the pain of anybody looking for a home for the first time or you know, needing to trade up or trade down or move right now. It's not a pleasant time to get a home mortgage, and if you need to, you're going to pay through the nose.
0: Yeah, and just to give some comparison to the year ago, um, the, the number that came out for, for last week is 27% lower than the same week last year.
1: <laughs> no big surprise, but that's still precipitous. Uh, it's a relatively small data dump this morning out of the, governor, out of the government. Tomorrow, you're going to have a big number at 830, though, because the uh, the consumer price index comes out. And I suspect, given all of the numbers that we've seen and the uh, little bit more touchy nature of the market, that might be a pretty good-sized market mover tomorrow if it's a surprise.
0: You're absolutely right, because, I mean, people are looking out to try to figure out you know what? Uh, what direction are things going? You know, if prices are going up, that's not going to be helpful. I, I noticed, and you may not seen this, but there's an article about China um, actually in deflation right now. Ooh, yeah. You know, that uh, that by surprise too.
1: Yeah, lowering prices always sounds good until you consider that it's really bad news for the economy when that starts happening and it's not in control.
0: Yeah, so so they they are in a period of deflation right now, um, and
1: with with their declining yeah. exports number we got yesterday, there's some pressure downward on their prices as it is anyway.
0: Exactly, and and basically, I saw another article that, that was talking about how our imports have gone down, and so that's a telling sign of our economy as well slowing down um, from from purchasing overseas.
1: Yeah, understood. Uh, CPI, by the way, tomorrow is supposed to be uh, – they're expecting it to basically hold steady at 4.8% 4. Uh, 4. on the core, and they're expecting it to be 3.3% on the overall, which means we're starting to get into the zip code that the Federal Reserve wants.
0: Yeah, that's true. But you know what? The overall, if it comes into that 33 3 expected, that'll actually be up over the last reading.
1: Yeah, I noticed that, too. <laughs> I was trying to put lipstick on a pig here somewhere, Philip. Uh, it is still earnings season, and we're looking at a whole bunch of stocks that people have heard of reporting. A couple of them after the close today. You're going to have some big ones tomorrow. But one that you and I have talked about suddenly is coming back to life. They're going to actually come back with maybe we'll have car vending machines again coming back. How did Carvana do anyway?
0: interesting you know yeah we, just earlier this year we were talking about the uh, possibility that Carvana not being around um, much longer but they actually uh, came in and expected a, a what they call EBITDA for the third quarter to be above 75 million dollars the expectation was it to only be about 46 million so if they can pull that off in the third quarter that'll be huge for them um you know a lot of it has to do with that debt restructuring deal that they were able to do. And that uh, that kind of uh, hurt the short sellers that were really putting some pressure on Carvana. Um, they're trading up today 7.5%. Wow. I mean, they're getting close they're- to $50 a share again, Dave.
1: And, and, you know, given what we're reading about, uh, you know, auto sales and whatnot, when I look at it, I mean, auto sales haven't exactly recovered to pre-pandemic lumbers. That's a good sign for them if they're actually being able to do business in the competitive market that's being created these days.
0: Yeah. And let's face it, car prices are still astronomical. And I mean, maybe if the car prices got back to where they were in 2019, the the volume would go back to what it was in 2019.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm pretty sure that would be the case. Yeah, Or the interest rate to buy a car.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So other indications uh, we got. So we got some other stuff out there Lyft uh came out they reported um a second quarter uh, revenue of a, a little over a billion dollars which was in line of expectations um they they came in with uh, uh, earnings of 16 cents a share they are actually expected to lose a penny a share um however there was some some information in their projections looking ahead that wasn't good, um, a, a slowdown in some of their stuff. And so they're actually trading down 5.3% this morning.
1: Okay. Any any good news to speak of out there?
0: Well, I'm trying to find some, Dave. You know, some days it's hard. Kind of um, ran
1: out of the good news with Carvana, it sounds yeah, like.
0: Yeah, it's like there's <laughs> – you know, I got some non-earnings. Um, this was interesting. Interesting. Uh, it, it hit all the wires uh late yesterday or this morning, and that is uh, Disney's ESPN has teamed up with Penn Entertainment, which is a gambling establishment, um, for a 10 year deal to create ESPN Bet uh, going into the betting business, right? So, uh, so that Penn, Penn Entertainment is kind of benefiting from that up almost well, a little over 19% this morning.
1: What? That's good news for them. I'm, I still shrug my shoulders at the idea of sports betting being an entire industry under itself, but then again, I'm old. Uh, we mentioned before we went on the air, and I forgot to mention this before we got into the reports itself, one of the companies that uh, was kind of trendy for a while in the work-at-home era, uh, WeWork, uh, they're in some trouble. They're one of those uh, basically rent-a-desk operations to give somebody working from home a permanent business address physically without having to support an entire office. That trend seems to be going downhill a little, at least in WeWork's world.
0: Yeah, at least in WeWork's case, they really are. They made a filing with the SEC, um, uh, really reporting about their de- doubt about the company's ability to keep operating. Um, weaker than expected membership rates uh, are hurting them. Uh, you know, potential bankruptcies coming up if they can't restructure and refinance some of their debt. Um They uh, they've been trading at below a dollar now since earlier this year. And uh, they are, I'm going to say a penny stock for sure. They're at 18 cents a share right now, down down 16 and a half percent from yesterday's close.
1: That's, that's surprising, given the fact that that sounded like an upward trend for a while with the work-at-home concept going on as much. One of those limited office space, get a physical address without having to hire a staff and everything. I thought that would fight the trend against commercial real estate. That's surprising, that, isn't it?
0: Maybe people are going back to work, right? They're forcing people to go back to work. Maybe that has something to do with this.
1: It may very well. Resetting the table, it was an off day yesterday, ended up dignified off, but still off. How are we doing 45 minutes before the markets open this morning, Philip?
0: Dave, you know, um, we're giving way. The They're all still green, but they've dropped substantially since uh, since I got to the office this morning. Right now, the, the Dow is, is up less, well, let's just say it's even, $12 up. S&P 500 is up $6, and the NASDAQ 100 is up $24. So nothing is up more than two-tenths, less than two-tenths of a percent. So not good there. Um, we did just act. The Russell 2000 just went a touch red. Um, on the other side of the coin, silver is still falling, down another four-tenths. Uh, Gold down a little over a tenth of a percent. And then the one I hate to see going up, Dave, especially now, because I'm fixing to hit the road. Um <laughs> Crude oil is up another nine-tenths of a percent to $83.68, Dave. You know, I filled up the other day, yesterday, and I, I didn't hit $100 yet in the truck. But, man, it's not going to take much for me to be at 100 bucks a tank here pretty soon.
1: Oh, Lord. Yeah, I was whining earlier on the air when it tipped 84 a little earlier this morning. I was saying cost me $40 to fill up my little four-banger Nissan yesterday. And I was saying, geez, I bought that car because it was going to be cheap to drive it. That everything being relative, yeah. Everything being <laughs> relative, it still is. But I don't like it. Overseas markets, we were mostly red at the close at 6 a.m. this morning in the Asian rim, mostly the Chinese mainland markets, the Taiwanese markets. Uh, we're down. Hong Kong actually did manage to gain a little bit at the close. No big movements either direction. Europe is actually looking at us this morning and saying, oh, ooh, maybe we overreacted yesterday. Uh, they're trading evenly up in the half a percent range halfway through their uh, their trading day over on the European side of the pond. How do we get a hold of you, Philip, to make retirement happen? A plan is necessary. And as weird as the days are these days, that plan is important.
0: It is important. Dave. They give us a call at 863- three eight two zero zero three seven uh go to our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend for the statler financial radio show 6 a.m and noon on saturday 10 a.m sunday morning on highlands news talk 7
1: 30 and 95.3 fm all righty and we'll look forward to uh you and doug tomorrow morning and i'll talk to you sometime a little down the road all right all right man have a great one. be well Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey,
0: folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, I'll be back here with you tomorrow. I hope you'll join me then. Until then, take care. Bye now.